Download the app, Bet Big, Win Bigger. And I got to tell you, I really like the sound of that. And with WinBet, it's just that easy. WinBet has what you need to win. So if you're from Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, sign up today to receive special offers and take advantage of great promos for the big game and the upcoming college basketball tournament. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. Download the app, bet big and win bigger. Let's get after it. Terms and conditions apply, must be 21 or older, and present in a state where win bet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too, 1-800-889-9789. With Vroom, you can shop thousands of cars right from your phone and have your next ride delivered straight to you. I like to look at the listing on my couch. You know, it's peaceful. I can think. Nobody's trying to trying to get one over on me. You know, it's a lot of Tahoes out there. I want a Tahoe. You know, do I really need that package? Well, let me decide for myself. Okay. With Vroom, I can do that. Vroom is the better way to buy your next ride. You never have to haggle or negotiate the price of a car, so you know you're getting a good deal. With thousands of cars available on Vroom.com, you can make sure you get the ride you really want so you don't have to settle. You have a full week or 250 miles, whichever comes first, to make sure your new ride is right for you. Plus, all cars on Vroom.com come with a 90-day limited warranty and one year of roadside assistance nationwide, giving you peace of mind while on the road. You can trade in your old car when you buy your new one, or you can even just sell your car to Vroom. When you sell your car on Vroom, you get a price instantly. You can buy a car from Vroom entirely online, so next time you need to buy a car, just grab your phone, go to Vroom.com, and check out thousands of cars. Welcome to the Greenlight Podcast. Chris is in Africa. That means we're having a blast in Studio J. It's Macon, it's Kingston, it's Cowboy. We're going to open the show for you, talk a little bit about our weekend, maybe some shows we've recently watched, NBA All-Star Game. And then we've got Danny Amendola. Chris and Danny talk about Special Forces, World's Toughest Test, where he's competing in a bunch of Special Forces challenges laid out by former members of the military. Some of these challenges get pretty intense. Danny lays them all out for you. And they have a good time. They also talk about Danny's time in Houston to wrap up his career. Chris's favorite memory of Danny's dad. And they talk a little bit of Bonnaroo. Y'all enjoy. They call me the breeze. I keep blowing and blowing. I ain't got me nobody. I ain't got me no love. Welcome to the big show. This is the Green Light Pod with Sea Long without Sea Long. Sea Long is about 26 hours in a metal tube en route to Tanzania right now. So, you know, it's uh, demeaning to call this a skeleton crew. This is an all star crew we got in here. These Macon, the-, the Cowboy. Kingston's here, Corporate Scott's rolling around, Fauché. We just don't have the big guy. The big guy once said, hey, if there's anything that interests you, 
we can start your own show. You can just do it. And I said, uh, player, I, I don't work without you. Like I'm the counter puncher to you. I'm not interesting on my own. I, um, I don't speak well extemporaneously though. I'm doing a hell of a job <laughs> in sure 30 <laughs> seconds right now. huh? You also have leadership qualities, bro. Like today you coming in here, uh -huh. taking charge of this pod. You think so? Oh, even starting yesterday, you had this outline. Love yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Fives are high. You know, sometimes less is more when it comes to outlines mm -hmm. I've found. And it helps to have a banger of an interview recorded by Chris with Danny Dola. The one and only, who I'm I'm told is uh, on a television show. Yeah, so right now he's uh, Special Forces World's Toughest Test. Uh, I think the final episode is out. Uh, it'll be out tomorrow. The the people's tomorrow Wednesday. Um, Say that five times fast, huh? Yeah, yeah, you've done it pretty well, but the people's. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I honestly love um, that show. Reed and I were both watching it, getting ready for the Danny interview, and I was kind of like pinching myself, like, wait, I'm watching this for work. I love, yeah. this, I love this show. Yeah, it was a good little thing to binge through. So we'll tell you a little bit about uh, a little more about that later, right before Danny. But that's kind of how I felt last night watching Last of Us. Like, I need to get this in for the show tomorrow. And then I'm told that you fell asleep halfway through Kingston. <laughs> so I guess we're not going to be discussing Last of Us. And frankly, it would be too soon. That's. Uh, that's spoiler alert. We're yeah. we're only twelve hours removed. Especially with everybody watching the All Star Game, I'm sure everybody was everybody. tuned into the All Star Game. Everybody. Um, well, let's get to that. How was everybody's weekends? I um, I want to shout out Mike Bray, head coach of the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, who's retiring after this year. Virginia, they were at Virginia this week. Virginia went to Mike Bray and said, "Hey, can we um, can we celebrate you before the game?" Yep. And Mike Bray declined. Loved it. That's how you do it. Politely, of course. Huh. But he said, no, I don't want the recognition. I don't want to, wow. I don't want a gift. You can give me a gift, but yeah, I don't yeah. want it on at center court before the game. That's how you do it. Yeah. Are, are you uh, alluding to any other coaches that may have retired yeah, yeah, recently? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the year-long retirement tour, Mike Krzyzewski, um, still looms large <laughs> for us hoop heads. Mm -hmm. So shout out Mike Bray. He, and he had some great words for Kihei. Right yeah, after the game, yeah, you know, Virginia won by two. Notre Dame had a shot to end it late. I, uh, for the first time in my life, I did not see the end of a game. Where were really? you? Really, I took my daughter, who was two years old, cool. and the entire time she was saying, "Go who's, <laughs> go who's," and then by about the under eight, it was go home <laughs> and uh we have burned through the popcorn and uh we made it to the under four but we heard the we heard the radio call um in the car so the since home. yeah i think uva three-pointers they were seven of 24 right a subpar percentage you per, tell me which i think is what they normally shoot so was she saying no more rain the whole time yeah there you go cowboy right she came downstairs today. She said, no, rain. <laughs> That's right. We got a genius on our hands. I saw you there from a distance playing with your daughter. It was very cute. Oh, thanks. Yeah. But you that didn't... last shot was uh, nerve wracking because people do not like the foul when you're up three play, even though it's correct. But it almost burned us there. Well, Virginia's got a natty, you know, because of a missed free throw that was yeah. tipped back. Um, went to overtime with Purdue. It, there were 3.9 seconds when Virginia fouled. I think that's a good amount of time. If it's five, even might be too much time. I worry about it with Virginia, and we can stop talking about Virginia here shortly, but <laughs> they don't shoot free throws too well at the moment. So yeah. you got to worry, even if you inbound it and get fouled, they're still going to have a shot right. to get up with three seconds to go. Um, 
down three or so. But yeah, tapped out perfectly to Dane Goodwin, who, who had a good a look at it. Great look, missed a little bit front round. I think it was like three in the last 30 seconds he had to, to take the lead, yeah. three shots or three attempts. Notre Dame has a bad record, but they've been close in most of those games. Mm-hmm. And point being, shout out Mike Bray for not making it about yourself. <laughs> good coach, nice man. Retiring. How about you, Cowboy? What'd you do this weekend? Uh, nothing wild. We hung out. We watched the NBA All-Star Game a little bit. We watched the um, uh, Full Swing on Netflix. It was a good time. And SAS Rogue Heroes on Prime Video. Everyone should check that out. It's Wait, what's that? Good cheeky uh, show about the start of mm. the uh, British uh, Special Air Service. Oh! Yeah. Cool. The little World War II. It's in North Africa. Uh, the British are getting their butt spanked. Uh, across the continent, and then uh, these guys kind of go into the desert and wreck havoc. I'm, uh, cool. I'm, uh, I'm chuffed to bits to hear about a new British show. You actually, it's kind of cool. You might like there uh, some good scenes in Cairo, some cool like contemporary, like uh, that time period, kind of running around uh, things that you might you might like to be thinking of yourself. Like, what if I sat here, kind of thing. You, you know, can see yourself there. And this is different than the the something swing show you you said. Yeah, full swings a like golf documentary basically. Golf Which documentary, so F one okay. you know the F one Netflix oh, right. series so it's like that for golf and it's uh, it's electric. It, they picked a good year to um, to follow these golfers and it's cool how they set it up. Each episode they follow two golfers. Yeah, Speaking yeah, of yeah. golf, Tiger played this weekend, right? Did mm-hmm. he do anything notable? Maybe with Justin Thomas. Uh, yeah, he he sure did, and he had to apologize for it. Um, but uh, sort of, yeah, he called it a prank. Yeah, which he's been known. He's a prankster on the on the golf course on the tour. His son, a very notable prankster, and Justin Thomas and and Tiger Woods are very close. They're like best friends. He outdrove Justin Thomas and then handed him a tampon, which yeah. is just about the most sexist <laughs> thing you can do. Um, and it's very clear what he was intimating. Um, I, I don't find it funny. Cowboy Reed just laughed maniacally <laughs> when I recounted it. But he said, yeah, sorry if anybody was offended. It's a it's a prank I pulled. I love uh, the conditional I, apology, the if anybody was yeah, offended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The non-apology. Hey, what I watched um, several hundred times this weekend was Arizona Cardinals head coach Jonathan Gannon going shoom, 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 shoom. You got to look this up if you haven't seen it. He's meeting his new players, and he runs into a few, including Rondell Moore. And uh, Jonathan Gannon might be one of these um, eccentric, uh, weird, um, potentially even socially awkward, if I may, cats. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm one of those. Everybody buried Nick Sirianni for his first press conference, mm-hmm. and he's perhaps the best coach in the league. Heck, he got two coordinators. Right. Big gigs after uh, after this year. So uh, he runs into Rondell Moore, and um, he just starts going, zoom, zoom, zoom. <laughs> and he, there are hand motions with it. He's acting like footballs are in the air. Rondell's like, hey, how are you doing? <laughs> and the guy just goes, zoom, 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 zoom. And he goes, shots. <laughs> Explosives, explosives. You can run. <laughs> what's up? Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Good. Good. Shots, explosives, explosives. You can run. And I've just been saying that all weekend long since actually C Long sent me the clip. And he also uh, met Will Hernandez, who he who he said, Will Hernandez. Big old guard. <laughs> like these are just not things you say to people's and, faces and when you're having a conversation. Double pat yeah, directly double. on the breast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
and uh, Antoine Wesley, Antoine Wesley, and then James Conner. He yeah. mentioned Will and James by name, but had to be introduced to Antoine <laughs> Wesley. He had to. He made Antoine Wesley say his name. Will, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, Will. Right, yeah, Hernandez. Hernandez. Yeah, big old guard. That's right. I like it. Good, good. What's up? Antoine Wesley. Nice, nice to meet you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up, James? Good to meet you, man. So it's just. Uh, it's got to be tough. Maybe don't do it one-on-one. They dress yeah. the entire team at team once. Team first, and then maybe go, you know, the guys that you might know by, by name and face. But, yeah, walking into the um, facility for the first time, I'm sure, with guys that you have only played against and not played, you know, not have only coached against, not coached with. Somebody, the GM or an ops guy or somebody should do like, hey, as a joke, everybody's going to wear a name tag. <laughs> but seriously, it's helping it out the coach sense. who probably isn't going to know a quarter of the guys by face. Right. That's Unless you're a good... Do prepared coach and you just do flashcards yeah so i went through the roster everybody's face and learn them all well i wonder that if he had if he had well he doesn't say rondale's name it looks right. like halfway through he's like oh right receiver right, okay right, right, right. Zoom, yeah. zoom, zoom, zoom. <laughs> explosives shots explosives you can run uh so hey maybe that guy's this is not he's not behind the eight ball just because he's a bit of a weirdo mm-hmm. okay um this might make him uh, trying to think of a good Arizona Cardinals head coach. Tough to do. He could be Denny Green 2.0, you mm-hmm. know? He's just uh, he's got a little personality to him. It could be his his Denny Green viral moment. You made right? a good point. Yeah, you made a good point. Anytime you score a passing touchdown in Arizona, you should hear, zoom, zoom, Yeah, let's, let's zoom. turn it into a sound bite. Let's turn it into something that the Cardinals uh, fans can kind of use and rally behind. I love that. Uh, Kingston, all-star game. Oh, yeah. You guys missed out. Total love, waste of time. No, 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 no. It was fun. You get to see what the guys think of each other with the draft before it. Although it did take too long. They yeah. said it would start at 730. I tuned in. That game did not start till like almost nine o'clock. Yeah. I like the draft. I like the draft even before the game. Some others have differing opinions. Uh, LeBron, I think, didn't play and Giannis played one second. LeBron played the first half and then hurt his finger on the rim, making the only defensive play of the game. He actually went up and blocked a guy's layup and <laughs> like jammed his finger, to, or I think wow. jammed his finger, and that's why he came back out. Giannis played the first possession. And then I decided rest. to be a D-Gen and bet on Team Giannis before the draft even occurred because they were underdogs because Giannis was injured. Oh, makes sense. But I don't think that really matters in an all-star game. Well, I saw right before they tipped in, Team LeBron was a three-point favorite. I was not a degenerate. I did not <laughs> did not take that bait. No, there was definitely some highlights, though. The TNT crew was, uh, I think, drunk. Drunk well, is Charles said, <laughs> Charles, during the draft, who sounded, I didn't know if he was doing a Carl Malone impression because they were in Utah or just really drunk. <laughs> He said his mic was on a delay, and so I guess he was hearing himself in his ears. There was some, the whole production was messed up. So, like, at first, when the draft was happening, you could hear Chuck, Shaq, and Kenny, like, Mm. but they weren't supposed to be on. And then when they went to them, there was a massive delay, and Shaq accused Chuck of being drunk. Yeah. Which he probably was, but the sound was also messed up. Shaq goes, hey, Kenny, uh, Chuck's presented by Patron tonight. (laughs) It was really funny. No, the overall it was pretty cool. A couple like uh, grievances, maybe like why do we need the Canadian national anthem at a game in Utah? Unnecessary. Uh, I, I think the the Toronto Raptors. I think uh, well, who's in that? Siakam was Siakam in the yeah, game. Yeah, Siakam was there. Shea Gilgis Alexander's there, but I could Don't, do without. Do they do that at every? 
they don't do that every game in, no, in no. the states. No. And then uh, I don't know how they much. might do it at every hockey game. That might not be right. <laughs> it is the we'll national sport of Canada. Uh, and then a little bit too much praise for Carl Malone. Not going to go into that too much, but uh, hey, I could do without him. He scored a ton of points, though. <laughs> we used to argue about whether Carl Malone or Kevin McHale was the best power forward of all time. Yeah. The answer also, at the time was Carl Malone. We also put Barkley in that discussion a fair amount, I believe. And then we don't know what position Duncan plays, <laughs> who would who would take that crown. Some and of then, these young guys, not much playing time, right? Right. I saw you, sh- sh- um, SGA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Well, and then you, they tried to make it like, hey, we won't have a last pick, so we'll just pick from the reserves first. Well... Jaron Jackson was still the last yeah. pick of the <laughs> no, reserves. But when there was two dudes left, Jokic just stood up and walked over <laughs> yeah. to Bron's team. It was so funny. He yeah. just creeped over. Yeah. And Bron selected Luka. He said, Huka Doncic, yeah. which was uh, <laughs> kind of corny. It seemed, it does, is he known for smoking the, yeah. the yeah. Huka? Okay. Yeah. Before playoff games, right? He was, you know, he'd be spotted having a beer in a Yeah, in yeah, a yeah. I know he likes his beers. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then three things I liked about it. Doncic had an on-court interview. So he was like interviewed while he was playing the game. Like they done in baseball a little bit but mm-hmm. never seen that in basketball before that was awesome jewel looked amazing singing the national anthem what do you mean looked amazing like sounded inter- amazing inner Had beauty incredible jumpsuit this jumpsuit you got to see it. it was amazing Thanks. and shout out candace parker first female announcer at the all-star game did a great job all right that all sounds pretty good oh and jason tatum scored a million points yeah new 55 record. set the all-time all-star game scoring record which makes a lot of sense. The All-Star Game MVP award is named after Kobe. Jason Tatum has talked a lot about how much Kobe inspires him, so we maybe should have seen this one coming. Word. Two self-oops? Is that right? There were two self-oops? Well, there was uh, back-to-back. So LeBron's was uh, prettier and higher level of difficulty, but then Tatum did it the next possession after LeBron did it. So it was pretty cool. Nice. All right, here we go with... uh, C-Long, thank you for indulging us there. Thank you to C-Long for trusting us. Yes. Uh, three years ago, I don't know if he would have handed over the reins like this. A year ago. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Six months ago. We'll quickly summarize this show for the people. World's Toughest Test, Danny and uh, 15 other celebrities go through all these special forces training uh, so they're jumping out of helicopters, they're diving in water, they're doing all these different things, they're pushing jeeps across the desert. So basically it's like a military challenge show where they put you through all these challenges, both physical and then also psychological, trying to get you to quit. And it's super entertaining. Uh, so you got Hannah Brown. Do you know who Hannah Brown is? No. Bachelorette star. Um, can't remember what season, but she was on The Bachelorette and The Bachelor. Uh, we've got Kate Gosselin. Hey, if my name was Hannah, this just came to me. I'd, I'd say Hannah, two H's, two A's, two N's, you know? Yeah. That's palindrome. how you spell Hannah, you know? It, it, it is a palindrome. It is a palindrome. Okay, sorry. Hannah. Um, you got it. Kate Goslin. Kate Goslin. Um, Kate Goslin. Uh, Kate Goslin. Kate Goslin. Is that like John and Kate plus eight? Exactly. Nice. Nailed it. Reality star Gus Kenworthy. Gus Kenworthy. No, made up. Can't be real. <laughs> Olympic skier, Olympian, uh, silver medalist. Danny Amendola, we know. Dwight Howard, we know. I, I know him. Um, Anthony Scaramucci. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Scaramucci, uh, the old uh, Trump administration. That's right. Yeah. White House press days. secretary for 11 days. Carly Lloyd. You know? Carly Lloyd, soccer player. That's right. Mel B. Mel B. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, singer, uh, uh, Spice Girl. Spice Girls. She was on. Uh, she was a judge on America's Got Talent. That's right. Yeah. Scary Spice. Mike Piazza. 
you know? Baseball. Baseball. Mustache. Yep. Jamie Lynn Spears. Oh, oh, uh, Brittany's sister. That's right. Um, Nastia Lukin. Nastia Lukin, sure. Uh, figure skater. Yep. Uh, no. Gymnast. Olympic gymnast. That's right. Yeah, yep. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's the figure skating of uh, the mat. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Dr. Drew Pinsky. Yeah, Dr. Drew is Dr. Drew of Dr. Drew fame. fame. He uh, Loveline. Uh, yeah. Who did he do Loveline with? Was that Loveline? Dr. Oh, Adam Carolla. Yeah. Adam Carolla. Yeah. Uh, then you have Kenya Moore. I'm not sure. Yeah. Real Housewives of Atlanta. Okay. Um, yeah. And I then caught uh, up on that. Beverly Mitchell. Nope. Yep. She's a former child actress. And Montel Jordan. Oh, of course. Montel Jordan, singer. Yes. I was wondering if any of the uh, former pro athletes at Greenlight, so let's say Nate, Bo, Chris, and Kyle, which one of those four do you think would last the longest in this military training type scenario? Chris, actually, and not just because he writes the checks. He just, he refuses to lose. Yeah. Pretty annoying, actually. Yeah. I think Nate would do surprisingly well. Bo might have a tough time in some of these, and I think Kyle and Chris, it would come down to those two. Kingston, do you want to? You want to? I actually agree. I think both Kyle and Bo would at some point freak out at the instructors when yes. they do some pointless stuff. Yes. Whereas well, Chris would just like. If death disappear. is at all on the table, Kyle's out. Kyle's not jumping out of any, <laughs> any helicopter. Yeah. I'd um, I'd fail the physical like Gary Payton the second with the labrum. I can't do a pull up. <laughs> I'd have to tap out. Uh, that was a great preview, uh, Cowboy. Do Chris and Danny start to talk about the exact same things that you just mentioned at the beginning of this Pretty interview? Pretty much. Okay. <laughs> hey, go into exactly what Danny felt and what he was, uh, what he had to go through. Okay. So. Very cool. Uh, here is Danny and Chris, and uh, we'll holler at you for a minute on the on the back end too. But keep it locked here. Just because Sea Long's in Tanzania doesn't mean the content stops. The best moments in a sports fan's life are in football season. I'm not talking about September. I'm not talking about the first week in October. I'm not even talking about the second week in October. I'm talking about when it gets colder, the temperature drops, the games get bigger, the hits get harder, and you can curl up and watch some meaningful football. I like to do it with a Miller Lite from the fridge and a cold frosty mug from the freezer. Frosty mug, meat, a cold, beautiful can of Miller Lite from my fridge. That's teamwork. We come together, we can make a great play out there, and the, and the best play to make on a Sunday is a nice cold Miller Lite and a frosty mug at home. That's my favorite thing. Maybe a fire in the fireplace, yeah, now we're talking. But Miller Lite, it's an original, and it's more than that. It's been a fan favorite since 1975. The best part, no matter how your team plays, Miller Lite is always a winner. The perfect beer for Sundays, I gave you the, the hot tip. Having that frosty mug is a lot like having home field advantage. I mean, like, it just makes everything better for your boy and your boy's friends who file in every Sunday to enjoy cold, ice-cold Miller Lite uh, at, at, at my house. I mean, we have a lot of people over, and i got to have the Miller Lite stocked up. A lot of light beer cuts back on the most crucial ingredient, flavor. Just 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12-ounce serving. Miller Lite, quick on its feet, heavy hitting on flavor. No wonder it's been MVP from day one. This football season, enjoy the sweet taste of victory with Miller Lite, the original light beer. Find it pretty much anywhere beer is sold. Go to MillerLite.com slash Greenlight for delivery options near you. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 
Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Cash App, the easy way to send, spend, save, and invest with friends. Cash App helps you connect effortlessly with your finances and with your people, and that's money. I love going on a float with my buddies and my custom Cash App card. We head out to the James River, we pick up some drinks, we pick up some snacks along the way, somebody pays with their custom Cash App card, and we all share our cash tags and split the bill. That is what friends are for. Cash App provides us with an easy way to send and spend money, save and invest in stock and Bitcoin. Cash App, however, does not provide a dry pair of pants. You wanna remember that when you get off the river. Try the number one finance app in the App Store. Whether sending, spending, saving, investing, splitting, tipping, donating, or gifting, that's money, and that's Cash App. Download Cash App from the App Store or Google Play Store today to create your own cash tag. Fighting Dwight. I knew I was going to have to box somebody, and I was kind of looking around, and I was like, these motherfuckers are going to really make me box Dwight Howard. Like, yeah, you get, you had to box a giant, bro. That That's so weird. You were like at his, and the rules were unclear, yeah. So at first, I was like, "All right, they're just punching each other," and then yeah. you just like forklift him. Yeah. And he he got on top of you, and I was like, "No, Danny." Yeah. It was so good to see you, man. The other night, I was like, uh, "That was like the highlight of my trip." And we could have hung out for like three hours, but I didn't know you were there. I know it was great to see you. I saw you show up with like six dudes that were over six foot five like 260 pounds i am i automatically felt safer when i was with you well dude it was great it was great seeing you and catching up at the end obviously uh you're a tv star now so i want to talk to you about um special forces world's toughest test because that's like i'm gonna binge it on my way to africa here in a couple days yeah but uh but it looks sick and i've been watching uh some youtube uh i've been watching a couple of the clips so uh Dude, first thing, how's retirement? Retirement's great. I don't know why we waited so long, Um, but it was, uh, you know, I was sitting around in my house, not doing much, like missing that competitive arena. And uh, the, the, uh, you know, the special forces show called and I said, you know, I was, you know, I wasn't doing anything and it was kind of right up my alley. So, you know, got the opportunity to jump out of helicopters you know, repel off buildings, uh, fight Dwight Howard. And, yeah. and, uh, it was, it was a unique experience. Um, a, a huge perspective change for what our military does for us. And, um, you know, I'm really glad I got to do it. Well, let's jump in right there. Cause this is definitely going to get your competitive juices flowing. I could tell by just watching a little bit of it. Like, <laughs> like the athlete and me came out watching all of it. I was like, yeah, I was like, oh, could I do that? Could I do that? Could I do that? Like, and I could see you being kind of a leader. Like some of the, some of the qualities that I've seen in you as a teammate, I like saw it come out when you were there. I also saw some of the quality. I laughed so fucking hard when the guy was like, you got it together, man. The one thing is you don't handle your frustration well. (laughs) And I was like, these guys are fucking good, dude. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, man, it was, it was a great opportunity, obviously, because I'm, I'm, you know, intrigued with always pushing myself, whether it be in the weight room, you know, obviously during our careers, but even post-career, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get better, trying to find a way to improve, wh- whether it's cardio or in the weight room or, 
you know, just all around. But, um, you know, it was it was an opportunity for us to push ourselves to the max mentally, push ourselves physically and, and do it as a team. It wasn't necessarily a competition. So we were, you know, when when our only objective is to survive, then, you know, you it brings a lot more out of you and, and you focus on what you can give rather than what you're getting in return. So that's that's the biggest lesson I learned. Um and and just being around Mike Piazza, Dwight Howard, Carly Lloyd, you know all these Olympians that uh, you know, you know we've watched on TV when Scar, <laughs> exactly that guy loved you, bro. Oh my God, Anthony, yeah, Mooch was Mooch was awesome, man. I think we we really bonded over our our Italian heritage, and yeah, uh, you had a little Paisan group. It was you. Piazza and Scaramucci, like you yeah. built this little mafia there in the desert in Jordan. Yeah, no, it was it was great to to really be pushed and squeezed and 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 just you know beaten up by by these professional special forces. Obviously, they do it at a, at, at the next level, and you know it really brings a lot of a lot of emotions and juice out of you, and it's and it was a, a really bonding experience whether a trauma bond so so trauma bond yeah like earth like earth city exactly <laughs> earth city mo shout out hannah brown did real good the bachelorette uh gal did real good like yeah. she at least at this point the last episode that came out was the one uh where you guys had to go on that big swim expedition there out in the middle of the ocean hannah did great man she made it you know you'll you'll see her on the show um you know, as, as far as it'll go, I mean, she, she did amazing. She, uh, she's really tough. Like you wouldn't expect that because, you know, bachelorette on this like on screen love drama in her, in her program. But once she got out there, she's country strong. Like she doesn't give a shit about anything. She'll, you know, she's tough as nails. And, uh, you know, we had, a, we had a great experience. The hardest thing about that whole show uh, for me was the living conditions and, and the mental grind, you know, we were, we're going on four, four and a half hours of sleep every night for 10 days, uh, 300, 350 calories a day, you know? So I lost like 15 to 20 pounds just in, 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 you know, chugging water all day long, but just out there losing weight, grinding, staying up all night, really, really am embedding ourselves in the military lifestyle from head to toe. So, you know, Hannah did great. Carly Lloyd did great. Dwight did great. And it's, it wait till you see the end, dude. It's going to be, it's, it's, it's amazing. Amazing finish. Well, dude, it kind of sounds like Bonnaroo uh, minus the water. If Bonnaroo was like 10 days long, you know, I'm like, okay, I was just a Super Bowl. I slept like four, four and a half hours a night. Uh, but I, th when I talked to you, um initially about this i was like dude how fucking hard is it really and you were like the the hard part is actually the downtime like you know it's it's not the events the events are tough and we'll go through some but you know you guys got to like what was the sleeping conditions like what was like the mess hall like how much downtime did you get in between the two main things you had to do each episode so we're all we are we're all living in one tent and and we're sleeping on cots our feet as soon as they hit the ground, it's the desert floor. So, yeah. you know, there's no cleanliness whatsoever. We had one pair of clothes the whole time, 
you know, barely any running water, no toilets. The mess hall was, you know, a, a, a tent with a table in the sand with, you know, a bench. Like there was, you know, the food was oftentimes like, like dog food, like, mm. and I don't even complain about food usually, but they were trying to break us, trying to yeah. break our will mentally, physically. And that was the hardest part, man. My, I think my back hurt for like three months sleep after sleeping on that cot, dude. It was, it was terrible. Dude, I bet. And it was hot out there, right? Cause you're in Jordan. Oh my um, God. 100 and 115 during the day. And it would drop, thank God it would drop down to 70 at night. So we could actually get some sleep, but right. Yeah, 115 during the day, and we're in these dirty clothes. Like it, it was, it was hell week for sure. Dude, I'd have been chafing. That would have been what made me take my um, armband off. Would have been the chafing. <laughs> yeah. Like you can't bring gold bond or anything. I know Mel B smuggled cigarettes in there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> was that sketchy? Like, because I didn't see that. Um, she smuggled the cigs in. She had Un the heaters. Dude, it was unbelievable. I was so amazed by one how she could sneak those in, and yeah. two just the lack of fucks given on her part just to be ripping cigs in the middle of the uh, tent. Yeah. And, and Mel B is Mel B is the best man. So it was it was great to uh, it was great to meet her and and we we all still follow up with each other you know on a weekly yeah. basis. We we talk you know regularly i've seen mooch i've seen uh dr drew went to new york to see mike piazza went to a mets game with him oh, that's um, awesome. yep so it's 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 a unique experience man and it's it's something that i probably never do again but i just gained so much perspective on it you know i'm so thankful i did it and, and it was exciting man i just wanted to, honestly i just i wanted to do the do the admissions and do the tasks and see where i fared physically with, you know, some of the stuff that these guys perform, whether it be rappelling, you know, uh, swimming out of a sinking Jeep, uh, set me on fire, yeah. um, fighting Dwight. I knew I was going to have to box somebody and I was kind of looking around and I was like, these motherfuckers are going to really make me box Dwight Howard. Like, yeah. You get, you had to box a giant, bro. That That's so weird. You were like at his and the rules were unclear. Yeah. You know, at first I was like, all right, they're just punching each other. And then yeah. you just like forklift him. Yeah. And he, he got on top of you. And I was like, no, Danny. Yeah. Uh, it was like having a giant on top of you. Strong as an ox, bro. His, his reach was <laughs> unbelievable. Like I had no, I had really had no plan going into it. Obviously I wanted to stay close to him. So I didn't have to deal with his reach. That's why kind yes. of, I think I hit him like maybe once or twice. Um, but he hit me one time so hard. The first thing that hit the ground was the back of my head. Yeah. And, and, and I was like, you know, as long as I keep getting up, like you can, you can hit me as hard as you can. I'm just going to keep getting back up. And hopefully at the end of this thing, I'm, I'm on top, but. So, so, so to, to read some of the names, obviously Scarmucci, Dwight Howard, Hannah Brown from the bachelorette, Mel B from the spice girls, Carly Lloyd, Dr. Drew, Mike Piazza, you got Gus, the skier. So like, a bunch of different kind of walks of life. And I wondered like if the athlete thing played out the way you thought it'd play out where, you know, your mindset and what you've been through physically uh, as the days went on, you saw like the separating factor there. I kind of approached the deal and, and you can attest to this, but I kind of approached the deal as it was the first day of training camp, training camp. Like there's no light at the end of the tunnel. Like they're going to find ways to mess with us. They're going to, we're always going to be wrong. We're not going to be right. No matter what, like yeah. take the punishment, get through the punishment. And then towards the end of the show, it was great because the people that really wanted to be there, 
we're all sitting yeah. around, you know, telling old war stories and, and, and you could really feel that, you know, the ones that wanted to come out here and get a, and get a, a purpose, get a, a, a lesson out of the, the whole experience. Uh, we were there and we were pushing each other to get through it. And it was, wasn't hard, wasn't easy, but we all depended on everybody else to be there. So we all wanted to stay there. So, um, you know, it was great. It was a great feeling there at the end with the, the ones that stuck it out and, uh, and kept pushing through. Um, okay. So I'm looking at the list and I'm wondering of the guys we played with, if you had to send five guys over that you were like, yeah, you get, you get a certain, you, know, you get 10 grand for every guy that, that makes it past a certain day or something like that. You got to pick the right guys. Oh, yeah. Who are you picking? And then what would I struggle with the most, uh, if you had to send me over? I'm picking you, David Vibora, Julian Edelman, uh, Rob Gronkowski, and uh, James Laronitis would be a good one too. I mean, you okay. guys would you guys would ace the you guys would ace the <laughs> ace the physical part, the mental grind. We would be we would be a, a little bit uh, we we'd be pulling together at the end. But you guys, there's no doubt in my mind, you guys would stick through it, man. You guys, so, have been, so, you guys have so the bus. So the black dudes are not going for the the military. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you just Larry, rolled out. <laughs> Larry, white Larry, Larry Grant will be sleeping in that thing, bro. Larry Grant <laughs> would be like, "Fuck this!" Yeah, um, it's so good. Um, so let's talk about some of these uh, these challenges, man. The one that so I was looking at where okay. So for the people at home who haven't seen the show, there's one episode. Uh, it's episode three where they strap this uh, Land Rover Discovery or like, uh, you know, like a military vehicle yep. to these chains and they go out to a dock in Jordan yep. and they, they, they put the people in there and they lower it down and you have 20 seconds uh, that you have to stay down there until the SF guy in scuba gear squeezes your arm through the, through the window. You're strapped into the seatbelt. Yep. As soon as he squeezes your arm, you gotta, you gotta undo the seatbelt and get out. And it's like, you could see the panic on people's faces and you always wonder, like every time I go over a bridge, I'm like, "What the fuck would I do?" You know, like I play this no game question. in my head. Um, and you finally got to go over that bridge and see yep. what you would do. Was it scary as fuck? And what did you come away from it learning? So the timing situation, I, I could hold my breath for like a minute, so I wasn't nervous about the time. Yeah. Um, the most anxious I felt during that mission was taking your last breath, knowing you're strapped in because your heart rate is racing, you're literally strapped in and, and you're going, it's pulling you underwater and, and you take your last breath. And as you're strapped in, your heart is racing because you're like, okay, what if, you know, I can't hold my breath that long. What if, you know, I swallow a little bit of water. What if I don't time it out? Right. And, and by the time, you know, I was, I was kind of freaking out, honestly, right before he tapped my shoulder. And I was, I felt like I was losing. I felt like I was about to fail and 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 i felt mm -hmm. like i was about to like legitimately drown uh yeah. but right when he hit my shoulder my heart raised my heart st stopped racing and i said you know all right now like now it's time to get out of here i can at least swim my ass out of here my heart rate went down and i immediately felt like i had like 30 40 more seconds left in my lungs right so it's so, it's so mental so mental yeah so it's all the it's all you know regulating your heart rate do not panic um and and obviously you're going off a bridge and you're hitting the deck, like in the water, like you, it's going to be hard not to panic. And it, yeah. I think it's obviously involuntary that you're going to panic, but just try trying as much as you can to regulate that before you have an answer to get out. Um, 
would is is what I learned from the mission. I mean, we were strapped in, and I knew I was going to be able, you know, to hold my breath for a while. But just that anxiety of being strapped into the to the Land Rover, yeah, like adds adds a lot of pressure to yourself. So uh, just and just I, trying to keep calm. And I bet in a lot of these missions, like too, I'm imagining what I would do. And a lot of it would be peer pressure too, like the pride of like, I don't want to fuck this up. Right. You know, not to mention like, they're going to catch my worst moments on tape. Right. Uh, you know, you, you broke down, you shed some tears. You're, you're not a ugly crier, which is good. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I just, all those people looking on and shit, it was crazy. What about, um, okay. When they set you on fire. They set you on fire. What they 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 lit your back up, and then you had to run a certain amount of distance to to put yourself out. Yeah, the fire thing, and and, and honestly, the fire thing was it being on fire is my biggest fear. Honestly, like house burning down, you know, car car accident, like you know, nine eleven, like being any of those things that could happen. Yeah, yeah, being on fire is my biggest fear. So I was very anxious about that. Um, I, we took a lot of precaution. I felt like, you know, we, we covered ourselves in this ar arnicare, uh, goo and like we were yeah. wearing a bunch of clothes and stuff. So I wasn't really nervous about, uh, you know, burning up, but that was a real anxiety. So, uh, again, that was just kind of overcoming a fear. It wasn't necessarily physically taxing, obviously, cause we just had to run like, you know, 30 yards, but it was, it was, that was more of an anxious, very, very anxious. Can you feel it at all? It got a little hot towards the end. It got yeah. a little hot, but it wasn't burning. Like they did, they took the right precautions. That one specifically was mostly just trying to get over the fear. Okay. Hey, I'm on fire. Like I'm burning. There's flames coming off of me and, 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 and getting over that and, and learning how to deal with, you know, the problem at hand in that case, stop, drop and roll. Yeah, stop, drop, and roll. I know that one. Yeah, I mean, like, a lot yeah. of it, too, I feel like is just, and I, I wasn't there, obviously, but trusting the fact that, like, A, this show doesn't want anybody dying here. Yeah, right. Uh, and, and B, like, these are the baddest people on the planet, and they're right here. Like, right, yeah. They're right. going to save the day, dude, like, whether you're in a, a sinking Hummer or you're on fire. And, and that was always in the back of my mind, too. I'm like, you know, I don't think they were going to put us in extreme harm's way. And, and, and a lot of this stuff, uh, you know, was pretty, uh, tame compared to the stuff that the actual special forces do. So the military actually, uh, locks you into a helicopter, sinks you into a helicopter, like 30 feet deep, spins the helicopter underwater. So you don't know which way is up. And then, and then you kind of have to swim after holding your breath for like 45 seconds to a minute, you have to swim out of the helicopter. No, not knowing which direction is up for you to get air and and then you have to kind of you're 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 discombobulated you don't really know you know where to swim how to swim so you have to follow the bubbles if you have any bubbles left and then and then save yourself that way so obviously ours was a little bit more tame than that but you know being on the show and then learning what they actually did was make you uh, feel a little better <laughs> yeah exactly did those guys ever break character i mean like you know, I don't mean break character necessarily in the show, but like after the yep. show, anything like that. Yeah. So after the show, uh, we it's I've been, you know, 10 days and we're all ready to get out of Jordan. So we we all you know, I took my separate car to the W Hotel in, in Amman where I was, you know, five star had a suite. I went straight from the desert. Damn, you had to feel good. Yeah. 
So I went down, got a steak, got a glass of wine, and and I actually ran into four of the instructors, uh, Remy, Remy, Rudy, Billy, and Fox at the bar. So we, I sat down and had drinks with them for two, three hours and, and ate, ate a bunch of food and tried to gain some of that 15, 20 pounds back. But yeah. I got to top it up with them. Um, Remy's actually, Remy uh, is, is, you know, is telling me a little bit about his career. You know, he's from the Bronx. He grew up, you know, hard lifestyle growing up, kind of went to the Navy SEALs to get himself out of trouble. Now he's, choreographing fight scenes in Hollywood. He's a director now. And, you know, he, you know, I didn't know that going into the thing, but complete, like super talented guy. Maybe, cool. maybe Danny on, on the silver screen fighting bad guys. Yeah. That'd be nice. That'd be yeah. nice. Yeah. What about, uh, what about the episode where you got into it with one of these guys? You, you, episode five, I know you had to go up a 750 foot staircase with a pack on, and you had to chase one of them, the whole thing. Like, how hard was that part of it, like, physically? Oh, my God. Physically, completely maxed out. We had a 35-pound rucksack on, and then we had yeah. to go, I don't know, 70 stories of this space needle type thing. But we had to go as fast as we could. Yeah. Like, no stopping. So you were completely maxed out. Yeah. My leg shot. Like, I've never felt that much <clears throat> lactic acid buildup in my legs. Uh, I mean, the fact that you had to carry that, you know, 35-pound rucksack up and and do it as fast as you can and then you had to rep and then with very little to no instruction rappel off the top of it uh was i mean my i could barely walk after that so yeah the repelling the repelling thing they gave you literally like 15 seconds of instruction you know here's the gas here's the brake and yeah. just put it the best you can and we'll yell at you on the way down so yeah, i'm sure they yelled at you on the way down um <laughs> And then you end up in a car and they're like, yo, you, you, you're protecting an asset and they're oh, driving yeah. you through this like fake war zone and a bunch okay. of smokes coming out and all that stuff. What was it like driving out of there and talk me through your decision that, yeah. uh, that led to the first, uh, heated uh, exchange <laughs> in the car? Yeah. So that, that mission was awesome. You know, they set up like a bunch of bombs and, and roadblocks and you had to evade, uh, there's a couple guys out there with machine guns that, you know, you had to evade and, and kind of get your guy to safety. Yeah. Um, and, and, and there was only really one way to go at the end there. It, it was yeah. either bust the gate or stop and fail. And I, I just figured, uh, why not? You know, I'm this, you know, it's not my car and, and for the sake of the drill, let's go ahead and bust the gate. See if that's, yeah. uh, so it ended up working out for me. The hardest part in in that scenario for me was understanding the British slang that Billy was speaking with me with. He was like, go put the bugger over on the Raspa. And I'm like, what's a bugger? <laughs> Raspa? Like, I don't even know what you're talking about. But so I was like, list trying to listen to him. And I, and I called him dude or bro. Like, I was yeah, you wrote him. him. You wrote yeah. him. I wrote him. I was trying to get him to like slow down and stop yelling and like speak. Like, like I can't understand. It's hard for me to understand what you're saying, but yeah. Yeah, he we ended up getting into it after that. He 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 was having a, a a bit of a rough day from what I learned after the fact. Uh but he tried to slam the door on my leg. I remember I, that. I was like, dude, like I get the context of the show and like the mission and the point of like what we're here to do, but if you're trying to slam a door on my leg, like you're going to have to see me. So Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah he was about to close the door. You were like, "Respect." Have you ever had like coaches you know, like I, I was wondering when, how did you do with conflict in coaches? 
you know, because I know it felt like coaches. It, like it, that's what it felt like to me. Right. So I think I've. So what I've noticed is if I feel like it's there's a point to what we're doing, you know, I'm I'm all for it. You know, I like, put it in the bank. Let's go run the hill. Yeah. Like let's let's get our conditioning in because we're gonna need it in the fourth quarter. Yeah. But like slamming a door on my leg, like I don't see the point in that. And and I could get a little. I like got a little bit frustrated. Out of context, I'm I'm frustrated. If it's in within context, like I'm cool with it. Let's ride. Put my face yeah. in the mud. Like yeah. like throw me. Just tell me why. Just tell me why. Just tell me why. Like, yeah. are, we, are we winning? Are we winning a championship or are, are yeah. we just getting dirty? Good news. The Thursday show we do with AMP will continue 4.30 every Thursday. The Greenlight team, Cowboy Reed, Fax, Kingston. Uh, I'll pop through there sometimes. On AMP, you can interact with us really easily. There's a call-in button. We invite call-ins all the time. You can talk directly to us, ask us questions, ask us our favorite music. We might even play some. There's also a live chat during the show. If you have a question about a topic we're talking about, fire it off in the chat. We'll answer. We're gonna be uh, we're gonna be doing what we've been doing all fall, uh, every Thursday at four thirty on AMP. Uh, check us out. If you're in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, and you haven't tried the WinBet app yet, I have great news for you. Sign up today to receive special offers and take advantage of great promos for the big game and the upcoming college basketball tournament. Don't miss out on the fun. Download the WinBet app today. Terms and conditions apply, must be 21 or older, and present in a state where WinBet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too, 1-800-889-9789. With Vroom, you can shop thousands of cars right from your phone and have your next ride delivered straight to you. I like to look at the listing on my couch. You know, it's peaceful, I can think. Nobody's trying to trying to get one over on me, you know? There's a lot of Tahoes out there. I want a Tahoe, you know, do I really need that package? Well, let me decide for myself, okay? With Vroom, I can do that. Vroom is the better way to buy your next ride. You never have to haggle or negotiate the price of a car, so you know you're getting a good deal. With thousands of cars available on Vroom.com, you can make sure you get the ride you really want so you don't have to settle. You have a full week or 250 miles, whichever comes first, to make sure your new ride is right for you. Plus, all cars on Vroom.com come with a 90-day limited warranty and one year of roadside assistance nationwide, giving you peace of mind while on the road. You can trade in your old car when you buy your new one or you can even just sell your car to Vroom. When you sell your car on Vroom, you get a price instantly. You can buy a car from Vroom entirely online, so next time you need to buy a car, just grab your phone, go to Vroom.com, and check out thousands of cars. Let's transition into a little football, man. What'd you think of the Super Bowl? Uh, it was, I mean, the parties were fun. Uh, yeah. Got to see some old friends. I didn't stick around for the game. I left and came and, and, and watched it in Austin. I mean, the game was good. You know, a lot of good offense, not much defense. You know, high scoring game. It was like the one we were in. Yeah. Yeah. It was It was actually much like it. Yeah. 
it was it was a lot like it and the, you know you had to get one stop in the second half like that was it and one we got play. that stop against y'all yeah. and they did not get it this time yeah one play the holding call ended up being you know the one that i think you know if, if they don't get that call they still might push it you yeah. know in inside the inside the 30 and kick a field goal anyway yeah so yeah. i don't know why they're you know everyone's been out of shape about the holding call but you know it's just going back and forth kind of like one of those things where it's like whoever has the ball last is yeah. He's going to come out on top, but you know, I mean, did you think it was a holding call? Do you think it was like yeah, you yeah. played in the slot? You've dealt with a lot of grabs and tugs there, big guy. I think, I think because he got away with the one before that, they were looking at yeah. it a little bit more hardcore. I didn't really agree with the call. I didn't necessarily yeah. think it was a holding call. However, he held the shit out of him on the one before and they didn't call it third and so, yep. I think third and eight. He, he held yep. the shit out of him with uh, Juju and they didn't call it. I think because he held him and, they didn't call it. I think that they were playing that a little bit more tightly. So I think that's why he, he got that call. But the surface was terrible. It's terrible. And that in that in that game is always you play a night game in A Z for some reason, like the grass always gets like a little dewy at night and it gets yeah. it's so slick. We've I've worn seven studs on that field at night numerous times one super bowl we played in bill made it mandatory seven stud game and we were all bitching and moaning but we didn't have you're not falling down yeah we didn't have too many slips i i I noticed i was looking at a lot of the cleats the guys were wearing during the game and and you know a lot of guys were wearing those molded cleats where on that surface you got to switch the tires out and put some seven studs in i feel like get a lot better traction you don't you don't you don't feel like you can play as fast in them but at the same time like you're you're chopping it up. You're gripping the turf. So it's, it's a lot. I would have worn seven studs and anybody, I'm curious to know anybody that slipped, look at the cleats they're wearing. Uh, they're probably wearing the wrong tires. Yeah. I figure, I figure if you got seven studs on, you're probably not going to slip and it affected the Eagles pass rush. You know, I I was looking at sky Moore, uh, (coughs) caught a ball and went to turn up field and he would have had a lot of yak, but He's got these little yellow sprinter cleats on. Yeah. And I'm like, bro, you know, on some of the teams I've been on, that would have been mandatory, as you put it. Yeah, no question, man. I remember so, going into that game. We were we watched the film uh, after we played Seattle in that stadium for the Super Bowl, and they had guys on the ground all night. Yeah. And, and the fact that we – I felt better, and I kind of I switched my routes up knowing that they were going to kind of slip, so I switched my releases up a little bit. And uh, and have them kind of get on skates a little bit more, um, yeah. and I, I felt I felt very comfortable in that game with seven studs, and yeah. and you could you could look on film and and they were the Seattle Seahawks that night were were all over the ground. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, your your buddy Tom retired. That was uh, big news leading up to the Super Bowl. Um, I was surprised by it. I, I would still be surprised if he doesn't take another crack at it. Yeah. Did you expect for that news to break? I didn't. You know, I've been, I think every year we've been kind of looking around at each other, wondering if he's going to retire for the last five, six years, probably. Right. So, I mean, you know, obviously he's going through a lot of stuff off the field. And, you know, for him, I just want him to be happy and healthy, man. And, you know, I noticed he he lost a little weight early in the season. He wasn't really. Uh, you know, he's going through it, man. And, and, and whatever, whatever it takes for him to be happy and healthy, listen, he's played a lot of football in his life. You know, he's, he's competed at a high level, you know, his whole life. And, and yeah, will it be hard to kind of negotiate or, or navigate the rest of his life? It will be different, but I think he's, 
you know, he'll attack it just like he did the, the front end and, and he'll be good. Um, you know, the main thing is I, you know, hopefully, hopefully he's happily happy and healthy. That's really it. Yeah. I, I wonder what the thing that we're going to learn about him is in retirement, because right. I do feel like when he was in new England, like he was a little bit sheltered. And I don't mean that like, like it was his fault. They just didn't let the outside world in. And then he went to Tampa and it was almost like I've likened it to a guy that it's not allowed to stay out past 7 PM. And then he goes to college. Right. And he's like, okay, this guy's going to really take advantage of it <laughs> yeah. compared to like the last 20 years of his life. But, exactly. Um, you know, you see different bits and pieces of his personality come out. Yeah. And I wonder what you think the world's going to figure out about Tom. Like what's something about Tom that people don't realize? That's a good question, man. I mean, he's, he's a very compassionate person. You know, he loves his family and he loves to be with them. And I know he's going to spend as much time with his kids as he can. Cause you know, he, he, he dedicated his whole life to the game and, and you know, whether he lost his mind in the meantime is soon to find out, but he is a, uh, he's a great person, man. He's going to, he's going to probably be at the Derby every year, gambling, uh, winning money on horses, getting money in real estate, uh, you know, just doing his thing. So have you been gambling? No, man, I don't, haven't really gotten into it. And I can, I watch games on Sunday, dude. And I, I don't, I like, I did like a pre gambling like bet. So I picked like my, all my teams that week and I lost every one of them. I'm like, good thing. I don't, yeah. good thing. I don't do this shit. That's why you got to come back the next week. Right. You know, yeah, the law yeah, of averages, yeah. bro. Yeah, I mean, if you're, I, but it is hard as a former player. Cause you think, you know, the game, right. You do but like there's right. a whole nother game within the game when it comes to gambling. Um, and for me, it, it replaces some of the competitive juice. Right. Yeah. I haven't got into you know? it that much, man. It's just like, yeah. I never even playing ball for as long as we did. I, I never knew who, the, who was going to win any game I played in. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nope. exactly. Unless we were in St. Louis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You kind of had a feeling. Um, how do you think Brady will do in the booth? I think he'll do great, man. I'm, I'm sure he's going to take a year off to kind of practice, get all his, his little sayings. Right. But he can, he can break down any film. He can tell you what's about to happen at, at, you know, in any, um, situation in the game obviously so i think he's gonna be great did he get you in the he got you in his movie right yeah 80 for brady baby tell me about the movie bro it was awesome dude me gronk jewels went out there we had our own trailers we had we had like our own makeup department they had all they you know we were wearing the patriots uniform so you know we were out there throwing the ball around acting like assholes playing football with like everybody we can play football with like janitors workers pedestrians random people the lunch ladies and we were just kind of having fun with it it was awesome i got to work with sally field uh i got to know a lot about sally and kind of where her uh how how she started in the you know being an actress back in the day and and she just told me you know i started she started doing by improv and so we get to set and I had like two or three lines. And then by the end of my scene, I think I had, I turned it, we turned it into eight lines and I don't know what got cut. I still haven't seen the movie yet, but uh, she, <laughs> she made it so easy for me and, and kind of held my hand through the scene. And I was very thankful for her. Have you watched Sal- Sally field movies? Oh my God. Smoke- do you have a, do you have a favorite? Smokey and the bandit. She was like my childhood crush. Smokey and the bandit. Was she really? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Burt Reynolds picks her up in this trans am and she's like a 22 year old, like smoke, like just like 
hitchhiking. I'm like, what did you tell her? Did you tell her? Oh, of course I did. I talked to her for like an hour before, before the, uh, before the scene and just got to know her a lot. She was awesome. That's so good. I'm going to have to see it. And you're playing yourself, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. That's cake. That's cake. cake. That's great. Um, so, you know, Bill and the Pats, you know, you've been able to watch it now as a fan and as a player on different teams now for a couple of years, the end of your career, which by the way, again, man, congrats on finishing strong. I've told you this before, but thank you, brother. You were fucking great everywhere you went, man. But like, uh, when it comes to new England, having been there, were you surprised that they rolled out the two uh, OC system this year and the guys that it that it was? I mean, they weren't even offensive coaches. No question. I mean, you know, I think I think they try to go at an angle where with Matty P and, and obviously Matty P knows a lot about defense, whereas he yeah. can kind of manipulate the defense as much as he knew how an offense could do that. Um, there, I think there was, you know. Too many chefs in the kitchen, I guess. I'm I'm not sure if you got two guys, then you don't have one guy. Yeah. Kind of thing. I know. Yeah. I know. I know Matty P knows a lot of ball. Um, you know, the thing I loved about Josh McDaniels is he would tell you what to do and why to do it. That you know, take a lot of take a lot of pressure off you. A lot of coaches in there the goes NFL, that thing with you again. A lot of a lot of coaches in the NFL that I played for just tell you uh, you know, what to do. Follow the indicated line on the page, run your route, yeah. like but but the the better coaches in the league that I've learned, you know, tell you what to do and, and why you're doing it that, that, you know, so you can kind of take that stress level of the unknown off your shoulders, really. What do you know about Billy O? Like, I feel like this is a really good thing for them. I think, no question. Good. I think, I think he's great. You know, he's done a lot of great things. Obviously he's been a head coach for a, and a yeah. GM for, you know, for a number of years. Um, he's been in that system. He knows exactly what to expect. He's kind of formulated his own coaching tactics behind Bill when he was in Houston and, and everywhere he's kind of gone. So he knows what to expect. I think he, he and Mac Jones are going to work well together. I think Mac Jones is going to excel this year. Um, you know, I think if they, you know, add, an, add a couple more pieces to the puzzle, you know, I know Odell's out there still. He hadn't signed him yet. Um, you know, get a couple get a couple more pieces to that puzzle, I think. Uh, you know, with the right direction. I think I think Billy O'Brien's going to be great for him. Speaking of Bill O'Brien and made me think of Houston and you spending, you know, a couple years there, like yeah. how crazy was that, man? Because now, like, the mushroom cloud is finally clearing a little bit. Yeah. And it seems like they hired somebody that they really meant to hire yeah. and that they plan on having around. And, you know, like, what was that like? Was it as, as big a shit show as people made it sound? In Houston? Yeah. Yeah, I I think you remember even you remember Coach Cully or or yeah yeah I I played for Coach Cully in Houston, um, and you know you could tell when you're get when you're in the building that you know you trade your you Mark Ingram who's our one of our best players you trade this person you trade that person you're like okay so we're kind of knocking down the pillars and we're about to start rebuilding like as a person that was as a player that was in my 14th year when they were rebuilding it wasn't you know, it didn't feel good. So I just kind of changed my perspective and, and try to hustle and motivate the younger players really. And, and just try to do my part to kind of help the next generation get better. And, and, and that was really my approach there at the end, regardless of whether they thought they were going to rebuild or not. So I kind of had, you know, 
wanted to focus on what I would get out of it. And, and it was help, it was helping, you know, the younger players. So, and, and I'm from Houston and, and, you know, my dad got to come to every game. All my high school friends got to come to every game and we got to go out on a high note that way. Uh, yeah. and, and really have it more pers more personable to me than, you know, playing for the, uh, the Argonauts or like the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. The Rough Riders would have been fun though. <laughs> I would have got some gear. Uh, yeah. You talk about your dad, man. Whenever you talk about your dad, all I can think about when he jumped oh, off yeah. the golf cart. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you remember that? When, yeah. So, so back in the day, it was 10 years ago probably, we were in St. Louis and there was this guy that went viral at Cowboy Stadium because yeah. there was a runaway golf cart and the motherfucker ditched the golf cart like the, the sergeant in Saving Silverman. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and then we were in the training room going nuts and Danny walks in and he's like, that's my dad. Yeah. Yeah, I remember I walked in the training room after my dad just won the state championship. I think we had uh, we were getting ready for a game or something. And uh, and it's on HLN. I thought it was going to be on Tosh.0. And if it got to Tosh.0, I was going to lose my shit because that uh -huh. used to be my favorite show. But I walked in and Reggie Scott's in there dying laughing. Everybody, you're in there cracking up. I'm like, yo, you have no understanding. I picked I picked him up off the ground when he got <laughs> off, when he rolled off the golf cart like Indiana Jones. Like almost oh, like kind of sad because a couple guys broke their legs. But like, they're fine now. They're fine now. Everybody's good. But it was kind of a hectic little scene. It was and, a hectic scene. Yeah. I think he could do the special forces. Shit. <laughs> no question. The way you jumped out of that fucking, uh, that container with the, with the gas, you got the, the nerve gas going off. I, I could see him doing the same thing. I know where you got it. I took a page out of his book. Let it yeah, ride. you did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, last thing I want to talk to you about, man, um, Mike Leach, I, we yep. hadn't, we, you and I really hadn't talked about Mike since he passed and yep. my, um, my introduction to Mike Leach was playing y'all in the Gator Bowl yep. with your big ass splits and your weird offense and Ryland Reed. you guys, yeah, you guys beat us and, um, we didn't know each other at the time, but then once we got really tight the next couple of years in St. Louis, We'd get drunk and call Mike Leach. We'd go to Bonnaroo and call Mike Leach, and he'd stay on Coachella, and he'd stay on the phone for like an hour. Oh, my God. The best thing about Mike is you could call him at 2 o'clock in the morning, 7 o'clock. It doesn't matter if he's in dead sleep. He'll answer the phone, and, and he'll talk to you for as long as you want to talk to you. you got to get him off the phone. And, and the best thing about him was that he really, you know, he cared, man. He, yeah. you know, he knew who you were, obviously. Uh, when we played played against you in the Gator Bowl, and and he loved that we were homies, and uh, you know he he was a very special individual, man, very special. Yeah. And as you can see from his, you know, his interviews and, and and the type of type of program that he leads, but he really he really impacts people, and and he, you know I got to meet with him in Key West about eight months ago, right before the season started last year. I, got, I sat down at his bar, you know, we, I met him out there for a couple nights. We sat there and drank and just tell him stories. He asked a lot of questions and, and just, you know, just kind of got to spend some quality time together. Um, but you know, he's a person that I'll, you know, forever miss. I owe a great deal of, of appreciation to, and, um, you know, he's, he's, he's just a, a special, special person. Uh, are we going to Bonnaroo this year? The I would is absolutely great. Love that, bro. Can we do that? Yeah, I'm in glamping. Okay. Let's go get a bus. I don't care. Let's Have do you it. seen the lineup? 
I haven't seen it this year yet. Has it come now, out? The, the lineup's out. I'm going to send it to you right now. It's terrific. Yeah. And then the other yeah. thing is, in April, Willie Nelson's doing his 90th birthday uh, wow. concert. I got I got four tickets. I got a box. Wow. And it's in the Hollywood Bowl. And it's oh, a wow. big, it's a big, like, the lineup is killing. I saw that lineup. They got, like, a couple, like, rap uh, rappers in it. They got, like, a kind of, like, a mixed bag of, of genres. Yeah. And I saw that lineup. And, yeah, I'm down, bro. Let's rip. Okay, we get Sammy, you, me. We'll figure out a, a lucky fourth. But uh, we should definitely hit a couple shows this summer then. Without question. I'm in, and I'm always down for Bonnaroo. Raging Nights in, in, Raging in, night. on the Nashville farm. What do you think your favorite Bonnaroo memory was? Uh, my morning jacket. I think we started. I usually we always start wrestling at some point for no apparent reason, and then also, <laughs> I was getting ready for Dwight Howard. <laughs> yeah, I love what I love to see. What I love to see is when we're in a mosh pit and you take your shirt off, and they people look at that lion tattoo on the back of your on your back, and they just start. You just start seeing people like disperse. Like everybody starts getting away. Like they're like, oh my god, this guy. Looks yeah, well. Me, but, Jack White, Jack White got the brought Jack the White best out of us in two thousand and whatever it was. We saw, I think we saw Jack White at Governor's Ball one time in the Gov Ball as well. Yeah, we saw Dead Mouse at Gov Ball. Remember when we went afterwards? We went to see Dead Mouse, and then these dudes were like, "Hey, do you guys want to come to the Dead Mouse after party?" We were like, "Yeah, we got nowhere <laughs> to be." Uh, and then we went to some nightclub and dead mouse is in there spinning and he's just drinking a Corona. We saw his face and everything. That's crazy. That's yeah. Crazy. It was so awesome. Dude. <laughs> it was, we, we've done some cool shit, much more to come, bro. And, uh, congrats on retirement. Your first fall out and you know, like, uh, in the special forces show is awesome. Special forces world's toughest test Wednesday, Wednesday night. night. See, he's a great promoter. Um, and, uh, I hope you win the thing. I'm not going to ask you, but I think you're going to win. So um Danny Amadola, thanks for the time, my brother. Love you, bro. I appreciate you, man. So make what was your favorite part of the Danny interview? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say mostly the middle. Yep. The middle part was my favorite. The beginning was great. Nice. In dragged a bit. Yeah. Okay. But the middle was outstanding. Do you think you're gonna tune into this to uh special forces? Uh no. after that, yeah, yeah. I think so. Uh Danny was at um Danny was at the Final Four in Minneapolis in 2019, um, and Danny's a good hang. Danny's mm -hmm. a good guy. We saw him at uh, at the uh, Super Bowl party at the Drake party. Uh, who who could forget the Drake party? Yeah. Shout out to Cash App. Yeah, yeah. Cash App put it all together. Love Cash App. Yeah. Uh, alrighty, that's today's show. This week you're going to hear from Bo and Fax. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yep. Thursday. Originally, the cowboy texted me. He was like, hey, would you want to do your own show while Chris is gone? And I thought, wow, boy, am I touched um, that that Chris trusts me to do my own show here on the, on the Green Light Pod. And then I walk in here the other day, and it's like, yeah, Bo and Fax have Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> well, God damn it. They're just letting anybody <laughs> talk into these mics. But nah, that'll in all um, seriousness, that that will be the most entertaining show yeah. of the next couple of weeks. But Bowen Facts Thursday, and don't sell your show short. I think uh, your show, the way it's lining up, is going to be people okay. are going to like that. The green light faithful are going to like it. I like how you said. By the way, it's lining up because what I need to do is uh, DM the two people I'm trying to get on the show. That's a good reminder <laughs> yeah. for me to do that, or else we won't have a show. Right. We'll be doing this again in a week. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed it. Have a lovely day. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Thank you.